This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The lowest stress hormone you'll ever have is during deep sleep, the most anabolic time, and that's when your muscles actually get stronger from you overusing them. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and watching. Please go hit that like and subscribe button wherever you get your show. So today, before we get to our very special guest, let's kick it off with our usual Patreon question of the day, which is, what is your favorite thing to do when you're by yourself? That's pretty private, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a horrible I'll, question. I, I can start off mine. <laughs> mine would be golfing. It could be an activity. Wait, you like to do that by yourself? What, yeah. What's the question? What do you do when you're by yourself or what do you like to do you, by just yourself? alone. What do you, oh, you prefer be, to do oh, by oh, yourself? Okay, I thought oh. it was two different questions. Oh, yeah, well, no, yeah. Like, what, what's something that you enjoy to do whenever... A team you, guy will go 500 alone. different ways answering that second question. <laughs> I know, that's why I have one to go. Like, it can be point. an activity. We can just do... Yeah, I, like, I like you golfing. don't mind leaving the house to do by yourself. Yeah, it doesn't just have to be like yeah. locked in a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, uh, I don't run anymore too hard on the body but i'd like i like to hike uh with a weight vest and uh, i just find i prefer that I, I i enjoy that a lot more when i'm doing it by myself so that's the one thing that i i i prefer to do alone mm. what's yours that same walking yeah walking i like by myself i think mine is messing with my flowers i like to be in the garden in the morning just Tinkering in my garden. You and my wife would get along great. <laughs> <laughs> <By myself. laughs> she yeah. can do that for hours. You feel alone, right? No, I've got well, my nice flowers. I guess we're in the woods, too. I, like, I don't feel alone when I'm out there. What about you? I like to golf. I also enjoy running. Um, I would probably either say running or golf. Yeah, running, if I still did that, that would be a good one because I don't like anybody to see me in that much pain and agony. Because <laughs> <I forget>. <laughs> <laughs> some guys just look cool doing it. Some guys are built for it. Some they guys are, man. aren't, man. They're built for it. They look cool doing it. Hunter just picked it up as a hobby, like as something that he does on a regular basis, and he's training for the Houston Chevron Marathon. I just did seven miles this morning again. Nice. nice. I like. I try, I've been trying to pound the pavement into submission for years, and it hadn't worked. It's not. It doesn't go. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It wins. It, it wins every time. I cannot. I'm not built to be a runner at all. So and I feel like if you hit it too hard, it becomes there's holes that come. That you, you know, and then you just step in those. There you go. Yeah. 
Nice Patreon question. I don't have. I didn't get that genetic. Mojo had it. I don't. I don't have it. So today we are joined by Dr. Kirk Parsley. He's a former Navy SEAL turned doctor. He's a certified expert in hyperbaric medicine, anti-aging medicine, hormone replacement therapy, and best of all, sleep. He's currently pursuing national certification in psychedelic medicine therapies, and he dedicates his time to advising nonprofits that support the SEAL community and providing healthcare guide to veterans. Welcome to the show, Dr. Parsley. We'd like to start this off by, man, where'd you come from? Well, I, so I, uh, I was born in, in uh, Houston and uh, lived in... That's all anybody needs to know, really. There, there you go. Yeah, you're leaving it there. You're a Texas boy in and out of Houston. And uh, lived, in, uh, lived down in Kima, Kima Island when that was just kind of a fisherman kind of place. Uh, we had that cool drawbridge that we, you know, got to wait for that when I was a kid. I grew up in that area. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah so Bo- Beaumont and, and Kima is where I grew up until I was about eight years old. And then uh, my mom remarried and moved out to Katy, which was a really small town at that time. And you you left. It's you, not now. You, mm-hmm. you left downtown Houston and you drove through pastures for 45 minutes until you hit Mason Road. And then you left Mason Road and you went about five miles down there before you hit anything. And then there's a few neighborhoods out there and one little strip mall. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I grew up there. I, uh, you know, I, I was, I was a terrible student my whole life, actually. Uh, had, had, uh, well, once my mom got remarried, had a really, really ugly, abusive, uh, stepfather and, uh, you know, just didn't handle that well for school. That was my only time to be away, you know, and to be a kid and, uh, started getting D's and F's in like third grade and, uh, you know, Got told I was stupid all the time, felt I was stupid, but I was fast and I was strong and I was athletic and, and I was angry and I liked to get in a lot of fights. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I did, you know, martial arts and boxing and football and, uh, I got into powerlifting my last year of high school, um, you know, uh, did some track and field and stuff like that. And so I knew I, I knew I was a good athlete and, uh, I knew I could do something physical and, uh, you know, came from, I come from a very, very dirt poor sort of blue collar, blue collar family. And, uh, just kind of our family's value is, you know, if, if you can, if you can serve in the military, you should, you know? And, and so I always knew I'd go in the military. I didn't really know what it was largely informed by movies. Uh, I didn't have any, uh, good male role, role models around, um, and, and we had good TV though. We what had good TV. Movies uh, well, you know. Rambo, Heartbreak Ridge, you know. Uh, I feel like Clint Eastwood and Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all those guys, they kind of set a pretty good standard for us. They did, yeah. <laughs> those movies, when, when, and then it rolled into the 90s. So we, you know, you had Samuel Jackson, yeah. Denzel. Then there's, there's just and, – and, oh, and the boxers were great. I feel like yeah. in the 80s and 90s, everybody was a badass. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was patriotic. They were. <laughs> everybody loved a the patriotic country. Patriotic badass. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. America's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Everybody loved America and every you know even the Rocky movies, right? Spun around patriotism. Even our, yeah, even our bad yeah. guys were yeah. freaking American patriots. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh yeah, and, and then um my actually my boxing coach was the marine recruiter for my hometown. And so I just always assumed I was gonna be Recon and then Heartbreak Ridge came out, and there was oh, I, I almost, that almost gets everybody. And Plus, was, Marines with the freaking best uniforms, yeah. And I was like, okay, Marines, it is. And then, uh, about 
uh, I don't know. I, I guess it was – so my fourth year of high school – I went to high school all four years, but I I, was a, I only had enough credits to be a sophomore at, uh, at the end at the end okay, of the Okay, so let me ask you a question, knowing what I know about you now. When when kids are going into school and they have a bad home life, you think school would be a place you could go to get away from that. It's, it would be great in there. Yeah. Making bad grades, a lot of kids make bad grades. It doesn't have anything to do with their intelligence just because they don't want to be in there. And, and was that kind of the route you – Yeah, I mean, it, it was it – was, uh, you know, for one thing, I'm tired all the time, you know, because you're, you're sleep deprived. You got the cops at your house every other night. You're screaming and yelling and, you know, breaking and leaving and you're getting up in the middle of the night and, leave, you know, rushing off to one of my aunt's house or something, you know, and it's, it's just a really disruptive home life. And that, I, I was depressed. I mean, I was, uh, they were married eight years. I was grounded for probably seven years and six months of that eight years, oh, you know. Gosh. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It was like my only time to let loose and kind of like have fun, but they don't want you having fun. They want you to sit down and behave and listen. And I'm like, I do this at home all the time. <laughs> like I have to sit down and be silent all the time at home. And, and so it would, it, it was just hard. And, and, and I was just filled with anger, you know, which was, which made football great and made, you know, martial arts great, uh, and weightlifting great and all that stuff. So, um, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I literally had my third grade teacher yell to the whole cr- whole classroom that I was the dumbest kid she had ever taught in her life, and so I believed it. My stepdad told me I was dumb every day, so I was like, well, I guess I'm just dumb. So at some point, it's like, why even try anymore? If you yeah. know you're dumb, you're just embarrassing you just yourself. Quit. So be good at what you're good at, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I was a mo- uh, yeah, I was a motorhead too. I I fixed up cars and I you know I raced you know drag did drag racing and went to the end of the roads and, you know, put on our headlights and drank beer and whatever, got in fights and chased girls and, you know, whatever. So I had, I, that, that was my only social life. And when I came home, we just, you know, clamped down on. And so, uh, anyway, that, that documentary came out, um, there's a news journalism show, like 60 minutes was called 48 hours. I don't know if that's still around. And they covered oh, it somewhere. Mm-hmm. They, and they covered the first 48 hours of buds. And what year is this? uh 87 yeah and uh so i watched that thing and i was just fascinated and they kept saying this is the toughest training in the world toughest training in the world tough and i'm like well i'm one of the toughest people in the world i'm gonna go through the toughest training they in the sold world. it they, <laughs> so well they did they that, sold it the, so the music, well i'll never forget it I, yeah. the, the music that's what set me off too and that that rock and roll hits and then you hear that that helicopter blade on <laughs> mine was a silent option yeah that yeah. freaking documentary and then yeah. the movie navy seals yeah so we, it was on vhs and I watched it over and over and over again. And then when when I knew my re- Marine recruiter was out of town, I went to the Navy recruiter's office and I said, hey, I, I want to join the Navy. I want to be a Navy SEAL. Did he even know what that was? And the recruiter's like, well, I'd never put in a Navy SEAL before. I have to look into how to do all that and whatever. And they just started that dive fair program. So I, you know, I, I joined. You know, every, Everybody graduated high school and – all my friends just assuming, assumed I graduated too, and then I went off to the Navy. Um, and then, you have, you, of course, you had to go through boot camp and A school then. It was different. What was your rate? Uh, gunner's mate. Oh, well, shit. That's what yeah. I, yeah, okay, check. So I went up to uh, – so, the, you know, the funny thing is in, in boot camp, not a lot of academics or whatever, but, you know, I, I got the uh, – whatever the meritorious advancement or whatever they give to the, the top guy in the boot camp and – then in A school, I had to go through BWE first, uh, which is just sit in a cubicle, teach yourself a bunch of electronics, go take a test on a computer, get new books, sit in the cam- and it's self-paced. 
and uh, I, th I think it has like a 75% dropout rate or something because it's, it's just depressing as hell. I mean, you're literally sitting in one of those little cubicles and you go to a cage, like a guy behind the window there, you slide your books back and forth. And, uh, and uh, I graduated top of that and then I went to A school and graduated top of that. And I was like, well, shit, maybe I'm not dumb after all, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then that went had through, to be a good feeling. And then went through SEAL training. It is. Yeah, <laughs> went through SEAL training and did, uh, and, you know, and did did well in the academic portions of that as well. Although they don't ever tell you that. You find out after the fact because they never tell you you do anything good, right? Um, and then, um, yeah, and, and then I remember really clearly we were about to graduate, and um, what class are you? One sixty four. And uh, was. What was the last class? Were your instructors were Vietnam guys? Yeah, I had some Vietnam guys. Yeah, yeah. they they beat the shit out of y'all. Yeah, right? they were they were good guys though, man. They were they were a fun group of dudes, um, and uh, they walked us around to the different SEAL teams and they said, "Now here's your dream list," and you put down what SEAL teams you want to go to. And it was at that moment I realized I don't know what a SEAL does. Oh my <laughs> god! Like going, huh? I, that's pretty interesting, Jimmy. And, and actually, here's, here's an even uh, funnier story. When, when I was in boot camp, because of the dive fair program, if you remember, one of the benefits of the dive fair program was they, they give you three chances to take that screening test, yeah. right? Um, and so I went down, I took the screening test, and I, I, I think I must have done exceptionally well. Like, I, I know I did better than anybody in my group. And so the dive motivator pulls me over, and he says, hey, we have this uh, training, this morning training uh, for guys who failed the test, but they have their three shots, right? And, uh, and you know, we coach them on their swimming and whatever, pull-ups and whatever whatever their problems are. Um, now, I wasn't any kind of great runner, but I did I did really well on everything else. And, um, and he said and, – and I was a lifeguard, and I taught swimming lessons and all this other stuff. So he said, you want to come in the morning and help coach these guys? And I was like, sure. Well, I didn't even realize the benefit I was getting because I got rid of I got rid of all the stupid regular Navy stuff because <laughs> oh I went there at four o'clock in the morning and I didn't get back to same my same thing. I got I, lucky. I, I got, got to do the same yeah, thing, and I didn't get back to my to my uh, company to what like eight eight p.m. or something. Because like you that. can get out of shape in boot camp. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so I went over there and I was doing that, and uh, it got to where. I just got to know the dive motivators and I, they were holding me back and I was having coffee and sitting around, you know, BSing with them for an, you know, an hour, hour and a half after it was done and then going back to my company. And, uh, and I remember his name is Petty Officer Winkler. He's a, he's a, he's a first class. He'd been in for probably 30 years and he's, uh, seven tours in Vietnam. Great dude. And he said something to me about either jump pay or hazard duty pay or something. And I was like, what do you mean by that? He's like, you know, you get extra money for this. I was like, what do you mean by money? And he's like, he's like, what do you mean by money? I'm like, I'm like, when do they give me money? And he's like, <laughs> do you not know you're getting paid to be here? And I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't know. You, I didn't know I was getting paid. I figured, if, you know, they're gonna give me a place to live. They're gonna give me a uniform. They're gonna give me a place to eat and you know whatever. It's like, what do I need That's money for? Hilarious. So that's how naive I was. Uh, and so anyway, we walk around the SEAL teams, and they say, you know, pick your teams. And I, I had no idea what a SEAL was or what team did what or why they were any different or why I would choose one over the other. Um, and uh, so I, I just got together with all my buddies, and we just put all the same teams. Um, 
but my class was graduating right when uh, Team 8 was opening. Oh, wow. So 95% of my class went to Team 8, and I think only six of us stayed on the West Coast out of, out of my entire class. So, um, so that that was it, and I went to Team 5. I did uh, three deployments there. Um, I was, I was in for the Gulf war, but I didn't, I didn't go over for that. And, um, you know, it just, it was just kind of the same training trips, same things, different guys. And I said, well, maybe I'm going to do, you know, i met a woman. I was going to, thought I was going to get married and I was like, well, maybe I'll go do something else. And so, uh, she, when I met her, she was getting her master's degree in physical therapy. And so I thought maybe I could do something like that, you know, cause you know, i I read those type of books and I was always interested in nutrition and health to make myself a better athlete, better performer. And, um, so I, I, uh, said, yeah, maybe I'll go to physical therapy school or athletic training. Like physical therapy was the stretch dream. Uh, athletic trainer seemed more realistic. Um, but if you, if you want to, if you want to go to PT school, you have to have 2000 hours of volunteer work first. So, that's that's a big enchilada so i'm like well i better get going on that so i went to uh san diego sports medicine center and started volunteering there and they uh they hired me probably within about a week of being there they they just like were impressed with me and my energy and you know responsibility for that age you know, i was only 24 uh and um <clears throat> i started working there pretty quickly decided i didn't want to be a physical therapist um it, are you still in doing this no, no, I'm out completely. Um, and uh, what year did you come out? Ninety four. I And 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 ne- I mean, never expected to go back in the military. Like that was that chapter was done. I I did my thing. And then when when it was when y'all were rotating out in that during those years, what was that like? Uh, well, my my first deployment was PI and Mount Pinatubo Blue, and so that was that whole thing was kind of a fracas. Like half that deployment was trying to clean all that up and uh and went over to guam um and then from that the next two deployments were guam and we just basically did fed like we you know went around all the different militaries and trained with their guys this episode is brought to you by paramount plus Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, so anyway, decided I was going to do something different, did the volunteer hours, and they uh, 
they hired me, said I didn't want to do that, but I was working with every kind of healthcare provider you could possibly imagine. And we had everything from strength and conditioning coaches to, to, you know, orthopedic surgeons and everything in between. And, uh, I got to know there's some doctors there because, because of my time in the teams, they were only a little bit older than me. They were like three, four years older than me. And they were like, Hey, you should be a doctor. I was like, yeah, pump the brakes there, Sparky. Dumb guy in class. Right? I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even graduate high school. Like, let's be realistic. And then the uh, the owner of San Diego Sports Medicine Center is uh, named Dr. Lee Rice. He overhears the conversation. He comes out in the hallway and he says, "Kirk, the question isn't could you get into medical school. The question is, would you go if you got in?" I said, "Well, of course I'd go if I get in." And he goes, "Well, then you really have to try, don't you?" And I was like. Well, that's a really good point. <laughs> and so, and so that I hate was, it when they swing the common sense yeah. down, you know, yeah. especially with a team Kind of guilted me yeah, into you know, that. It's so like, the, whatever kinda, they put inside of yeah, us. Kind of like, like, oh, I can hear what you're saying, man. Yeah. It's like you're kind of being a coward, really. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, really, really what you're saying. It's punk, like, I think, yeah. Right? And okay. I was like, oh, well, I guess I really got to, yeah. So, uh, so then I aimed for that. And when I, and, you know, that's pre-internet. So when you when you went to apply, you had to go buy one of those books, you know, the Kaplan review books or whatever, and you look at the GPAs and MCAT scores and you figure out what schools you're competitive for. And that's when I found out that the military had its own medical school. And I was like, huh. Because I was already married. I already had a kid. I had another kid on the way. And I was like, well, it makes a lot more sense for them to pay me instead of the other way. And I figure I'll get back to the SEAL teams. I'll go get back to the community that made me who I am. And I'll, you know, I'll be well-versed in sports medicine and orthopedics. And I was. And when I got back there, I got there right as they were funding uh, the build-out of the orth- of the rehab facility there. And so they put me in charge. I supervised the build-out of that. And I got involved in hiring everybody. We hired the nutritionists, strength and, strength and conditioning coaches, the PTs. All this is East here. Coast? West Coast. West Coast group one check um and uh and 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 you know and we brought in Eric Potterat and like and we we had in great guy yeah great guy and we and we just we built this amazing really team. good guy yeah amazing group of people I mean we got Olympic training center professional sports team guys which like, we should have best yeah, of the best we had the best of the best and so then I was the dumbest guy around and so when you're the dumbest guy around they put you in charge and they say supervise this clinic i'm like okay i'm gonna supervise all these people who know and more than i do a t-shirt or a bumper <laughs> sticker or the teachers in the classroom they need to follow that <laughs> yeah. with what you just said yeah. hey if someone labels you the dumbest some bitch in the room yeah. don't worry you're gonna be running the show yep and so uh they put me in charge and my office was in the rehab facility and uh what happened guy you know, i mean you know team guys there they don't tell their doctors anything because like that's the guy who can disqualify you worst like, patients ever yeah so it's like they'll they'll lie to your face i know they'll lie to your face uh and uh so i i expected to go there and do a bunch of ortho and and uh, sports medicine but we hired all the best of the best and then i didn't i wasn't even useful and so i'm just sitting in my office with not much to do and this guy comes in my office and closes the door behind him he says hey let me tell you what's really going on with me right and he's like 
I can't sleep with a crab. I'm, I'm moody. I'm snapping with my kids. I can't concentrate. My motivation sucks. I'm getting fatter and weaker and slower. I'm, I'm doing everything I can. I can't remember anything. I walk in a room. I can't figure out why I'm there. And the, the, my sex drive sucks. My sexual performance sucks. Like all this stuff, this big, long list of symptoms. None of it's a disease. I'm a Western-trained physician. I know how to recognize and treat diseases. They don't have any diseases, but they need my help, obviously. This guy does. And so um, I'm like, all right, I have no idea. <laughs> but let me, let me just run this big list of tests, and I'll start trying to figure something out. And because, I, you know, because I'd been a team guy recently enough, where there were still a ton of guys around that I'd, I'd trained and deployed with, and I had a good enough reputation where guys trusted me. And so, you know how it goes. One guy comes in, two, four, six. Oh, it just takes one. Yep. And within Especially a, if it worked. Like feeling this, if, within a month, I had 100 guys come in my office tell me, I mean, I thought they were coaching each other. Because I'm like, this is the same story the last guy told me. I mean, it yeah. was identical. And I We do that. Yeah. And I <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and I was and like, then they become teachers too. Right. Once you told him, then he'll be like, Oh, don't worry, you is what he said. Yeah. Yep. That kind of stuff. Yep. And so uh you know, I'd heard of like combat fatigue and shell shock and stuff from other wars. And I thought, well, maybe it's that. Like nobody really ever knew what that was, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe I don't know. So let so let me start looking into that. And so the the benefit is, you know, this was 2009, so the team just already had a big reputation. And so I read somebody's book or watch, hear them lecture or watch their TED Talk, and I just call them up and say, hey, I'm a doctor for the West Coast SEAL teams, and I read your book or whatever, and I was wondering if I could train with you or, you know, consult with you and my clients. And they, every one of them jumped, out, you know, jumped through hoops to be helpful. No one ever charged me anything. And uh, so I got to learn a lot really quick, and I just learned a lot of sort of non-traditional stuff and you know because i can't i can't put people in prescription medication either because then they're disqualified and but i see their labs and if i gave their labs I, I i literally did this first time first thing i got in trouble for is i just tested everything i could think that could possibly be affecting this which was 98 lab mark 98 lab markers uh 17 vials of blood they're going to the hospital to do it it's costing about $2,500 per patient. So after I did about 150 of them, Bumed was cracking on them. I'm going, wait a second, what's all this about? And again, I didn't really know how to fix it, but I could see like everything anabolic was really low. Everything catabolic was really high. Inflammation was high. Oxidation was high. You know, they, and if, if, I, if I gave their labs to a colleague and said, who do you think this is? They would say 60-year-old guy who's 40 pounds overweight and pre-diabetic. And it was a 28-year-old seal with six-pack abs, you know? And uh, so I didn't know, but I was like, I'll see what I can figure out. And I started treating uh, adrenal fatigue. That was kind of a big thing in those days, you know, around that time. Uh, had a little bit of success with that. Got in trouble for that because apparently it was outside of my scope of practice to give people IV vitamins which is all, you know, a Myers cocktail was. I wasn't allowed to do that. Got in trouble for that, too. People do it every day now. Yeah. Ahead <laughs> um, of your time. Yep. And uh, so I just kept kind of fumbling around, and I, I think maybe – I mean, it, I'm embarrassed to tell you how long it took me. I mean, it was it was a good nine months of, of me trying to help the guys um, when somebody said something about taking Ambien, and I thought – and it seems like a lot of guys said that. And I kind of put a mark, put a note in the margin of my on my page. And 
when he left, I went, I kept shadow files because, you know, nobody wants any of this in their record. And so I, I just kept all these shadow files and I went through every shadow file. Every single guy who was in my office was taking Ambien. And I said, huh, I wonder if that's a problem. Now, I went to medical school. I didn't get a single class on sleep. So I didn't know anything more about sleep than any of the SEALs who came in and talked to me about their sleep. Uh, I knew what Ambien was, meaning that I took a pharmacology class and they explained to me that it's a GABA analog and it works by binding a GABA receptor. I didn't really know how that had any effect on sleep, but I knew that's what it did. And, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, they own the information, right? When they, when they test a drug, they do all, they pay for all the testing, they own all the testing. And when they apply for they just give the FDA what they want to give them. They don't give them all of it. They give them the most flattering data. But when they get sued, they have to lift up the kimono and show everything. So they had just gotten sued. Uh, the, the producers of Ambien had just recently been sued. And so I had access to all the data. And, uh, you know, and there's, there's, you know, it's really important to know what's going on when you're sleeping, which I didn't know. So I'd been educating myself a lot about what happens during sleep and why it happens and why, why it doesn't happen and what interferes with it. And there's something called sleep architecture. So if we look at a graph, when we do a sleep study on somebody and you have, you know, stages one, two, three, four, and then it goes back and it comes back four, three, two, and then goes through REM and that's one sleep cycle. And there's different things going on in different stages. And if you mess with those stages, you aren't getting the full benefit of sleep. And so it turns out that rent, that uh, Ambien destroys 80% of REM sleep. And alcohol destroys 80% of deep sleep. So when... Well, that's how we swallow the Ambien. Exactly. <laughs> and because they're seals, if one Ambien's good, two's better, two's better. and three's probably great. Right. And then a few cocktails... First of all, two is one, one is none. <laughs> two is so one, one is none. So that's just one. Taught. That's right. And then tonight's a duck. If we're going to put it on the table, <laughs> right. we, we are taught certain things. Yep. I tell my wife that all the time. Two is one, one is none. Believe us, man. <laughs> yeah. I, like, hey, look, it's kind of like when someone tells us to quit. Yeah. Like, man, uh, we'll just tune your ass yeah, out. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. you like... Fucking guys, I'm, man. I'm, I'm screwing around. I'm screwing around on my phone trying to do something completely irrelevant, and I'm spending an hour. And my wife's like, "Can we just not do it?" And I'm like, "No, you don't understand. Yeah. I'm not quitting. You're not getting this." <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, so uh, Ambien decreases REM sleep by eighty percent, deep sleep by twenty percent. Alcohol is the opposite. So when I sent guys to do sleep studies, ninety nine point nine percent stage two sleep. No deep sleep, no REM sleep. Now, if you look at the literature, they shouldn't even be able to survive that. I was going to say, so that's basically not, that's just like getting rest. That's yeah. not even sleeping. So it's you should have been, we should have burned out. You should, you should be dead. And there's, there's a lot of things in medicine that way. There's like, when you understand the physiology of it and you see it go bad, then you see people who, I mean, you think of like a homeless person who's alcoholic or something like those people should be dead by like, by such a large margin they should have been dead 10 years ago like how they survived so the, the body can do some amazing stuff so how these guys were performing is i mean that's sheer grit i mean it is sheer grit and so i said well let's get everybody off of ambien and just see how that works that'd be the first thing we do but they were taking ambien because they couldn't sleep so i had to come up with something else so I just did a bunch of research. Okay, what's involved in sleep? Like what nutrient, nu what nutrients are involved? How does your brain change? What needs to change? 
And, you know, there's a well-known thing in that day, in those days, is just popping up kind of in the paleo CrossFit sphere. Everybody's talking about vitamin D3, and that definitely helps with sleep. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give vitamin D3. And then, you know, that kind of helped. And then I found out, well, you need you need magnesium for vitamin D3 to work. So I'm going to give them magnesium and vitamin D3. Well, and then you need some melatonin, and so I'm going to give them some melatonin. So anyway, over the course of about two or three months, I worked out with all the guys I was working with this combination of like seven different supplements and i was just giving it to them in a worksheet and like here go buy this It's pre-amazon they were going to whatever the bonies down at the end of uh coronado and uh you're going across i think there's two health food stores in coronado to buy it and then going and so they're going around buying all this and buying this in a you know 90 day supply a bottle of capsules and this was a liquid and that was a powder and they couldn't really travel with it and it was a pain but it, it got all their sleep back in order and they they all every single person that i treated came off of ambien and when they came off of ambien their testosterone tripled and their free testosterone tripled and quadrupled and their growth hormone increased and their inflammation went down and their insulin sensitivity improved and their you know fasting blood glucose went down fasting insulin went lower um and i had i had guys uh and i was giving some supplements to help testosterone production just over-the-counter stuff like dhea pregnenolone things like that you can buy and uh and i was given this this one pharmaceutical called a remedex and it's a, it's an aromatase inhibitor and it prevents your testosterone from becoming estrogen, estrogen. Yeah. and when bumed found out about that boy they really cracked down suspended my privileges investigated me all this stuff um but i i mean i, I had the you know the ceo of team five come in and tell me uh he said, he said, I've PR'd on three different things this year. And I don't mean PR for my old man years. I mean PR my life. Like he's running faster, lifting more weights. Like just, and so I studied more and more about sleep. And you remember those pre and post retreats we did? And we, we'd bring in lectures, guest lectures, whatever. And, you know, when they'd bring in people to talk about whatever, they always brought me in because I was free and that, you know, they owned me. And so I'd go in there and my lecture was all about, and I knew it motivated team guys. My, my lectures was all about how testosterone was going to go higher and growth hormone was going to go higher. That's all I need to hear. You were going to be stronger and you were going to be faster and you were going to be smarter and you were going to have higher sex drive and you are going to, and, and it was all because of sleep. You could have slid a blank piece of paper or just a signature. <laughs> We'd be like, yeah, right yeah, there, yeah, bro, whatever yep, you want. Yep. And so... And and so I start, I I shared the stage with all these people you know like Rob Wolf and and Colonel Grossman and and Potterat right, like guys, and man. all these and all these guys that were on lecture circuits and they all started inviting me to their podcast and then invited me to lecture at symposiums because I was the only guy talking about sleep in those days and definitely the only one talking about sleep and performance um, and so then by the time I got out of the military I kind of already had you know this big list of people who wanted to work with me in private consulting and i became the sleep guy uh but but i work with people with sleep nutrition exercise and stress mitigation so like i work on performance overall but that's what i was best known for and uh i went back into brick and mortar with that doctor who came out and made the comment that guilted me into trying like he had opened a concierge practice and i went and i was supposed to be his successor and I went into that practice and Joe Musselman and I tried to start up the honor foundation and we we're going to do a, a year of rehab on seals. Cause once I left that job, I just left a vacuum and they just replaced me with some doctor waiting to go back to residency. And, uh, 
and we were going to do this sort of one year health makeover while he's doing their educational program and helping them transition and do job applications and all that. We couldn't raise the money for that. So I ended up working just with Lee Rice in there. And, you know, and I went from SEALs who were <laughs> broken and beaten up and half dead trying to tell me everything was perfect and they were in great shape and they didn't need any help to these really high maintenance, very wealthy people who called me on 4th of July because their eight-year-old son punched their nine-year-old son and they want a psyche bow. And oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just like, this, this ain't my group. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the team guys kept haranguing me to make a product out of it. Cause there's such a pain in the butt to travel with all that stuff. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to step away from this for a year. I'm just going to do private consulting. I'm going to start that supplement and then we can go back into brick and mortar. <clears throat> and that's 10 years ago. And I'm still running that supplement company. I'm still doing private, private clients. And then I, I just kept treating all the team guys who, that I was treating when I was in. Um, and, you know, and some of them aged out and went on to other things. But, um, you know, and, of course, word of mouth, they would tell their friends and they'd tell their friends. And uh, I really— uh, That travels faster than text messages yep. with us. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I've, I've just been—I dedicate about half—and and I tell my clients now, I'm like, look— this is a ridiculous price tag, but that's because you're paying for about four or five team guys as well as paying for yourself. And so if you want it cheaper, you can go somewhere else. And, and, uh, so I've been, I've been doing that. And now recently the seal future foundation has started paying for all the guys meds and all that stuff. So now I can treat, I can treat even more guys now. And I spend about half my time doing that and about, you know, 40% of my time with private clients, about 10% of my time managing the sleep supplement. And that's, my life story right there. Wow. So you ha- you have a branded sleep supplement. Yep. What's it called? Sleep Remedy. Doc, Doc Parsley Sleep Remedy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So and the, and my my whole intention was I was gonna make that product and I made it in those stick pouches so that you could just grab a handful of them, throw them in your pocket, and you got a week's worth. Um, my whole plan was I'm just gonna sell that to the teams and then just keep that, you know keep that running big enough just to just mm-hmm. to feed it to socom or whatever or or just the team that was fine i still don't have a contract with the military to this day oh my god but we launched it at paleo fx with uh, rob wolf is a business partner in it and peter atia and, and we launched it at paleo fx and within i think within three days of launching it we were in the black for the company i was like all right well i guess i guess this is how we're gonna do it for a while you know and so that that's, well, if you that's put it. something on the ground that works and then test it on team guys, right? You forget this, but remember before we became seals, if it said tested by Navy seals, yeah, sure, then you, I, okay, fine, yeah, yeah, and that's what we do, yeah, that's what we do. And we were talking about this earlier. There's no reason why a team guy should ever suffer once it gets out. No, you're asking suffer while you're in. That's that's how you earn your stripes when you get out and you become a veteran. Is actually when you get in, right. Right, but there's enough of us now that have been out and have established. And the hardest thing that happened to us when they separated us. But it's like each guy had a specialty that he had to find in himself and find out to bring it back to the command. Right. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So if the big Navy was mad at you for, you know, trying out all of these things, have they come back to you since then and said... So this was the most vindicating story of my entire life. SOCOM hired me. I think they paid me 10 grand uh, about five years after I got out. I went to SOCOM. They had they had all of the healthcare providers for SOCOM in one room. And I did, it. I, did I want to say about a six-hour lecture that they put on their portal. And I did the same thing at Damneck and they put it on their portal and they still use it to this day. So I meet, I meet docs who are, you know, just started working with the community. And they're like, Oh yeah, I know you. I watched your video on this. I'm like, Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Yeah. So that, that all turned around, but, but I'm, I'm still the same guy, you know, like I, I do, I, you know, I, I figured I, I was told when I got there, Hey, you know, these seals are going to expect special treatment from you because you're a seal. And I was like, yeah. And, yeah. and like, and you can't give it to them. I'm like, yeah, I can. Like, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. It's like, no, no, you have to treat everybody. I'm like, no, I'm not here to treat techs. Like, I, nothing against them, but, like, I'm here, for, I'm here for our guys. I'm here for our community. And it's in the name, Special Warfare. They get special treatment. Like, I'm, that's, that's what I do. It's in the badge. Yeah, it's it in right the badge. There. says it right there. And, uh, and this is being told to me by another SEAL. Like, a, 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 I, had a, I had a physician's assistant who is the supervisor of all of the two physicians there. And he was a former SEAL. And he's telling me I can't do this. And... Um, and, and I didn't know what to do. Obviously I just told the story. I'd figure things out as I went, but I was just going to do whatever worked. And for what, for the Myers, you would think, and and so now I do the same thing. It's like, I I incorporate everything. So like I, I do hormones with guys. I do peptides with guys. I'll help guys get psychedelic treatment. If I think that's the right thing, I'd help guys get hyperbaric. So that's what they need to do. Whatever. You know why we're so big on the wholesale thing? It's because we know there's something that will do it. Yeah. And if you don't, you got to deal with us. Well, right. and it's the, I mean, the thing with seals is y'all take everything to the extreme. So right. your your body is run to the extreme. Your mind is run to the extreme. Your sleep, no one can go without sleep like y'all can. It's a great place to be. Um, right. And so <laughs> it's a great place to live. The normal people like me is like, okay, if that's working for him. I mean, it'll definitely right. I mean, that's the yeah. sales pitch, right? It's like if if it works for them, and and I'm I market my private clients that way. I'm like, look, I work with the most performant men in the world. Yeah, and and I do, and I, and I've worked with professional baseball and professional football. And I went, that's not even close. Come on, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. we're not even in the same ballpark. This isn't a sport. You don't get rules, and you don't get to choose the days you're performing, and there's no off season. It's like it's a totally different game. Uh, there, there's no group. There's no group that's pushing pushing the envelope harder and for longer so do you think sorry scientifically speaking is there a direct link with that if you're healing the sleep portion is the testosterone healing as well yeah absolutely we so this is another this is another thing that vindicated me uh you know when when you know word got around kind of in the community about me constantly getting cracked down in fact the the medical officer at Warcom came to my office in cold sweats, asking me to turn everybody like to t- to turn the heat off of him and like, hey, you tell your guys to back down. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, he goes, Kirk, I'm literally getting death threats. People are coming to my office to my face and threatening to kill me if I don't if I. Don't. And he's like, this isn't. 
this isn't me. Like this come from Bumet. I'm just I'm doing what I'm like, brother, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I didn't. Like I nobody ever talked to me about it. So uh one of the things that happened when I I, I got in all that trouble, the word got around and uh there across the bay there in Point Lomo is a Navy Health Research Center. And that's a bunch of PhDs and all they do is research for the Navy. So they're not publishing stuff out into the greater audience for the most part. Uh, and four of the four of those PhDs came over to my office and they're like, hey, tell us what's been going on. We've been hearing all these stories about this and that. And so I, I had a whiteboard in my office and every SEAL who came in my office knew that whiteboard because I, I, I didn't just give people stuff. I lectured and told them why I was doing it, why things were happening. Um, and so I sat there for about six hours and I had all my shadow files. I had all the data and I'm like, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. And here's what I've seen here. And here's what I've seen. And this is what I've done here. And this and so then they started researching all of it. And one of the first things that they did uh, was they, they looked at total testosterone and total time of sleep. And it was almost a one-to-one. So one-to-one, you'd call it causative, causative right? It was a 0.87. So uh, 87% chance that it was causal, essentially, is what you're looking at. And so if people had high testosterone, they slept well. If they had low testosterone, they didn't sleep well. If you took away their sleep, their testosterone went low. If you gave them more testosterone, their sleep got better. Why isn't that talked about more? Because you hear, I mean, I know guys in the community are taking testosterone like crazy. Mm -hmm. And they're also trying to do things for sleep. Why wouldn't you just fix the sleep that would end up fixing the testosterone? Well... It, it, I mean, it's not that simple. So, like, when when I when guys would come in my office, they would have. So, first of all, it's important to know what, what a normal scale means, right? Normal scale doesn't have anything to do with performance. So, uh, a lot of them come from uh, what's called Framingham data. It's Framingham, Massachusetts, just small town where they they just chose it because not a lot of people moved in, not a lot of people moved out. And it was a controlled community, and so for about thirty years, every lab value, every kind of new lab test. They found they would test the blood of the of these people in this small community, and so when they decided when they came up with the test for total testosterone, they said, "All right, well you you have to be male, you have to have your testicles, and you have to be alive. Those are the three criteria." And so they tested everybody who met those three, and that became the normal range. <clears throat> well, obviously there were people that were low testosterone, but that still became normal. So the normal range goes from 250 to 1100 nanograms per deciliter, which is a ridiculous range. So what does it tell you if it's 256 or 249 or, you know, a thousand like, um, but had they age stratified it, we know the 19 year old would have been the 1100 and the 85 year old in the nursing home would have been 250. And so I would get I would get seals come in with a total testosterone of two fifty six, two fifty four, and I'd send them to endocrinology because they're thirty years old, you know, thirty two mm-hmm. years old, and they're in great shape. And they'd say that's normal, like there's nothing to do with it. It's normal. So somebody like that, um, I mean, the job is what it is. There's going to be sleep deprivation. There's going to be overtraining. There's going to be malnourishment. There's going to be high stress. That's just the way the job is. So. I'm probably not going to get that guy to 1100 just by getting to sleep better, but I'm going to get him from 250 to 750. Mm-hmm. So he's in the ballpark. He's still not going to be performing at his best, but I can give him seven keto DHEAs. Kind of, it's a kind of DHEA that can only make testosterone and can't go to estrogen. And I can give him, you know, something to block his aromatase, you know, his aromatase <clears throat> enzyme so he doesn't make estrogen. And I can maybe get him up to like 1100 there. 
but that that wears out on men just like it does women right um and you know interestingly the the dominant sex hormone in men and women is testosterone you know like women have 10 times more estrogen than men but you also have 10 times more testosterone than you do estrogen and men just have a lot more testosterone but so it's still the primary sex hormone um and so you know i i can i can get people up there as long as kind of their body's willing to do that but there's an age where that drops off and i and it's not a hard set like i have a i have a uh a, a former Delta client right now who's 63 years old and he still doesn't need testosterone. But most guys kind of around the 50s. Oh, that life goes into that, beating the hell out of you. Yeah. It's almost as if you have to go to sleep. Whatever is in there activates a switch. Yeah. And your testosterone is your gasoline. So if you bust your ass and you don't sleep. Because in Buzz, remember, they teach us how to steal sleep. Right. You get into the teams, they teach you how to go without it. Right. Because you, you can forget how to sleep. Right. No one ever said that to me until I got out. And I was like, hey, man, I, I think I might have forgot how to do this. Yeah. So yeah. do you is that do you think that that's like, like that was a perfect analogy that testosterone is your gasoline? Do you think that like we are born with a certain amount of testosterone to last us until our life's end? Well, I mean, ev- evolutionarily speaking, across most m- most animals, it's like kind of once you've past your fertility and child rearing ages things kind of start to decline you start going down the other side mm-hmm. and there are and and there's gen, like genetic differences some people can handle like some people go a lot longer than others but it it does peter out but lifestyle gets in the way um you know all sorts of lifestyle choices get in the way like your food your nutrition environmental toxins are huge because mm. almost every environmental toxin acts like estrogen in the body um and so what you know, what I do with my private clients and what I do with seals and former seals when you're at your best you're 25 years old right like around 25 you're physiologically peak so I make everybody metabolically 25 Hunter do you hear that That was yours 25 I thought it was 27 is it 25 yeah, it, I, it's in that ballpark Hunter's know. 25 so, so I would agree with that <laughs> Yeah let me ask you a question this was in my head the other day could you whip your 27-year-old self? No chance. Me, could you? No chance. No, me neither. No chance. No, I asked myself that before I finished the question. I started laughing. Yeah. I was like, if I ran into myself at 27, he would whip my ass. And you, <laughs> you, you, you have He would beat me to death. You have to remind yourself of that, too, all the time. I, because, I mean, I started laughing, like you get, bro. you get in the gym or, like, you, you get in competition, like... You like I like I get I get so down on myself in the gym. I get so down on myself. I like thinking about uh you know whatever you get in jujitsu oh, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I get so pissed at myself. And then I think, wait a second, I couldn't even beat the 25 year old me, sure. much less this 25 year old kid who does yeah, this yeah, as yeah. a living. I right, mean, like right? he, he wants to be a UFC fighter. Of course he can win my. Holy crap, <laughs> man! I think about that. Dude. I think my 27 year old self wouldn't even look at me to whip my own ass. Dude. I know. I mean, what do you? He's like, bro, I only fight warriors. Yeah, man. it's it's a joke. <laughs> and, and I actually actually learned that from one of my clients or one of my patients when I was doing when I was working at San Diego Sports Medicine Center. I, one of my patients, he'd been a really high level um, college tennis player. I don't think I don't think he might have he might have gone pro for a little bit. He was really high level, and he's he's like 50 and he still played tennis at a pretty high level and he would and he was in there for constant injuries constant like he was always injured and then one day he came in he goes you know what i feel so much better today he said i was playing this kid and he was 25 years old and i was whipping and he just kept getting the edge on he kept getting i just kept and i was so mad and then 
And then it occurred to me, well, if I was 20, if, it was, if he was playing the 25-year-old me, I'd be whipping his butt. And I thought, oh, so I couldn't even beat the 25-year-old me. Why should I? Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a very smart point. But I still forget it all the time. You know, like it's, it's easy to get oh, down sure. on yourself. Well, I, now, whatever that is, it's stitched in there, man. Yeah. It kind of, I'd, I'd have to, it was a defining moment. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's why when you see the, when we go to the reunions, which are my favorite, which I don't think we, we, we should need to have one big one. Yeah. We got the East and Seven, West, and we'll yeah. always have it's like, you know, East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. yeah. You think rappers have a big beef? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't the, um, the Seal Museum, don't they do the big one? No. They're, they're separated. We've always separated it. I'm pulling one together. We're going to throw one together. Have, have you ever done that? Uh, was it Fort Myers? Is that That's it? what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Seal Museum. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever done one of their mm -hmm. uh, like funeral services out there? Oh, no. No, no. I, uh, so I, I did... The, they swim out the reefs. Yeah. And all. Oh, yeah, sure. So, so I, Murph went out there. Yeah, so I did that uh, oh, a year and a half ago. One, one of the guys I went through buds with died from COVID. And uh, Scott. Scott Brower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. My, one of my brother's uh, okay. tomb commanders. Yeah. Look, great dude. Yeah, so Scott and I are super close. He lived right down the street from me. I didn't see that one coming when he said that. Yes. Let me tell you how... Bro, let me tell you, let me, guy, let freaking me, guy, man. Let me tell you how terrible this is. So, like, Scott and I went through boot camp, A school, and Bud's together. Best dude. His, him and his whole family, man. And then he lives right down the street from me. And uh, I was up in Montana, and I wake up... Uh, it was right around New Year's Eve. Uh, I wake up to a text from Scott... And he says, hey, man, I'm really hurting something something about COVID. And, you know, Scott, I'm like, well, he's obviously really hurting if he's Same texting something. me. Yeah. So I'm like, immediately, I'm like, I mean, the second I wake up, I text him. I said, I'm going to put in all the, I'm going to put in everything you need. Austin Compounding Pharmacy, go down there and get this. And I was using, uh, you know, the frontline doctor's uh, um, protocol. So that, you know, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, um, Desonide, like all, like all, all the medications, and I'd done this for a hundred people already. And I'd done it for myself and my wife, and like it works magic. I mean, two days later, everybody feels great. And I said, "Go get all this stuff," <clears throat> and uh, and I and I don't hear from him. And about four hours go by, and I'm like, Scott, and I text him, and I hear nothing. <clears throat> and a little while later, his wife texts me, and she said he's he was feeling really bad, and I took him to the hospital. And I said, all right, what are they doing in the hospital? And she said, uh, they're giving him IV. And I said, all right, let him, let him give IV and the steroids and then get him out of there. I said, you right now while you're waiting, go down to Austin Compounding Pharmacy and get all these meds. And as soon as they're done with his IV, get him out of there, take him home and give him these meds. And she said, oh, okay, she will. And I didn't even know Dee Dee at that time. <clears throat> I mean, I'd met her like once or twice, but I didn't know her. And... Uh, she said she would, and then it dragged on a day and a day and a day, and then she she texted me and said he he was exhausted last night and he went on the ventilator. He asked him to put on the ventilator, and I was like, man, that ain't. I mean, ninety eight percent chance he's gonna die from that, and uh, that sucked. I mean, that one hit me hard. That was crazy. That, that hit me really we were hard. Getting the updates on that too, and that <clears throat> was just nuts. So I so I went down there with. Uh, 
another guy, uh, Gillespie, who also went to Buds with us, and he and I swam Scott's Ashes out. I'd never, I'd never been to that museum. I'd never seen that before. That was and something. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is what I'm doing. Like, I had, I had no idea what I was going to do until I saw that. And, I'm, and, and it's every team guy who dies that year, whether they're cremated or not. So it's like they announce every single person. They have like a shadow box out there. They're folding the yep. flag, giving it to the family. We swam, you know, swam their ashes out. Uh, like, I mean, it, it was, just, it was an epic event, man. Yeah. Every team guy wants to know all that stuff, but we don't have. We need to connect that too. Yeah. Well, even for any of our listeners, if you're in the Florida, um, in that area, Fort Myers, Florida, it is really an incredible place. It's open to the public. You can go and see it, and it. And you can do their obstacle course too. I did their obstacle course. Oh, nice. out there. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a great really experience. neat. Place it was a great experience. Go. Yeah. And if the reunions are going on, then it's a barbecue. It's real fun because you've got a bunch <laughs> of us around there. Same way with the East Coast and the West Coast reunions, if they're even still doing them. I think. See, Texas is right in the middle. I think we need to bring. Great bring idea. Them, we need to bring them all here, man. We just need one big property. Do all the redneck games, man. So okay, did you go to Twenty twenty-eight. We're doing a, a one man a, a reunion for all frogs. Yeah. We're going to throw a party, and every every seal has to be there. It's mandatory. If your ass is above ground, you're showing up. I, I, think, that's a, I think that's an awesome idea. We're going to start the plan right now. Yeah. Pass the word. That's so funny. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not messing around here. So I'm, how I'm do totally... people buy your sleep remedy? Let's get back to that. Like, well, how, What are you doing now? How, how do people get in touch with you? Or... So uh, I'm a, it turns out I'm a terrible marketer and a terrible businessman. But uh, I think I'm a, I'm a decent doctor, so I, I try to stick with that. Uh, I'm, we only sell it online, so my, my website is docparsley.com. Um, and, uh, you know, people can go to I mean, we whatever, I could create a lander for your folks if you wanted to, and we yeah. could do, like, do that. And do you have and social we, media that... Yeah, I'm on I'm on social media. Uh, Sleep Remedies on social media, too. The, so there's Doc Parsley... Uh, Doc Parsley uh, on Instagram and Facebook and all that, and then there's Kirk Kirk Parsley me that it, it's on both of those as well. Um, but uh, yeah, my my website has yeah you know, whatever tons tons of lectures and blogs and uh, and then you know the products on there. But um, yeah, and I I just I don't know if you heard of this thing. There's a uh, I'm gonna blank on the name of it now. That, but there's an organization now that that qualifies veterans. So if they if if you want oh, yeah. to offer if you um, want to offer a vet code, so yes. so we just signed up for that, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that that's gonna be on our page hopefully in the next few days or something too. Oh, so we can, we can give a a code for that veteran discount. Um, but but we could do like a we do like a lander for y'all. Just, That'd be awesome. What do you want? DocParsley.com forward slash whatever you want. T and Q. Yeah. T and Q would be best. T and Q. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for Team Never Quit. It's we'll almost as like you gotta figure. We had to figure out ways to detox the guys from the life. There's got to be a buds coming out. Yeah. Like we got a buds going in, and then we get used to the life, and it, there's stuff in there that we do that people say are bad for us, but our life's bad for us. But when you're coming out, there needs to be a ramp coming. There down. absolutely has to be. I mean, we need. We, we need a pipeline, and right now the only pipeline is like once people are, you know, 
once people have their barrel in their mouth sure. is when they're college. Like we need it way, we need it way yeah. before that. And almost like a reenlistment. You get two years at the end of this where your ass belongs to us. Well, and like, and here's the thing. So when people came to my office and they told me the story, one of the things that the researchers came up with is they, they researched all of that. And then they came, I, I was calling it the seal syndrome in my lectures. And then they, they ended up calling it the operator syndrome and publishing it. Now there's a book on it and it's all over the place, but it's the same thing. And you think about our community, right? So, you, you have chronic sleep deprivation, you're chronically overtrained, you have everybody's, everybody's drinking too much, you're traveling all over the place, circadian rhythms all over the place, um, tons and tons of head injuries, right? So uh, I don't know if y'all have ever on your show talked about the blast injuries, but that's a fascinating topic to talk, mm-hmm. talk about how, uh, how undervalued that. I didn't figure that out till like my last year I was there, how much of what I was seeing, because that affects all the same things. That's affecting your hormones and your sleep and your mood and your sex drive and all that stuff, uh, your brain injuries. And you don't have to get hit in the head to have a brain injury. It's just the overpressurization of the blast. And, and, and you know, like every team guy, he's got his backpack, he's got everything, Everyone. he's got in his backpack, everything's memorized and it goes in exactly the same space because if he doesn't, he's going to forget it. And every team guy would come to my office and they'd be like, I have to leave my house five times, right? Because I get in my car, I back out, I realize I forgot my badge, I go in and get my badge. I back out, I do this, I remember, oh, shit, I forgot that. And then I, and then I miss my turn, the same, you know, same path I've been driving for 20 years, I miss my turn, whatever. And then I walk in a room, I forget why I, I walk back out. I remember I walk back in, I forget it, and they'll be like, you know, I'm just getting old. And I'm like, dude, you're 35. Like, that's not old by yeah. anybody's standard. <laughs> and, and we all learn how to compensate, right? There's so many blast injuries. There's so much overtraining. There's so much chaotic sleep. There's so there's so much environmental toxins. There's so much dis- destruction we've done to our bodies and our brains. But all of our friends are exactly the same way, and we feel like that's normal. Mm-hmm. And we all and we all compensate. We all figure out like the backpacks. You know, like we all figure out little compensatory techniques, and we almost all do it the same way. And then we leave. And like we we're talking about earlier, you go by yourself. Like you go back to your hometown or you go back to wherever and you don't have all your boys around and now you're not normal anymore. And your and your detriments are, you know, a lot more obvious to you. Uh, but you don't know you don't know why they're there because you never really realized that they were happening. You, you just to. slowly started changing your behavior over time because everybody did it and everybody went through the same thing. And now we know like you get people's hormones back in order, that improves their performance. There's peptides that help with the regeneration. There's peptides that help re- regenerate your brain. There's hyperbarics that does both of those things. If I had one tool to improve everybody, I'd be hyperbarics. I mean, I'd have people living in a hyperbaric chamber. Um, so psych- psychedelics are amazing as well. I mean, you do like one episode of psychedelics, and that, that gives you the neuroplasticity of like a 12-year-old kid. I mean, you have a brain that you can actually do something with you know, not forever, but for a few months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you add that with hyperbarics and you add that with hormones and you add that with peptides and you can completely transform people. And I've seen it. I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many guys that, you know, didn't call me until it was way, way, way too late. You know, Chris Lash is one of my best friends in the world. His, his wife called me and said, Hey, he's throwing us out of the house yeah. and things are about to get ugly. And Chris, and, and Chris, he knows I tell the story uh, and he, he's perfectly fine with it. Um, that's the hardest hardest sob i've ever known in my life i mean i if if it can happen to chris, if it can happen to chris lash it can happen to anybody i'm like yeah, he's yeah. one of them yeah and, and so I'm, with the sleep remedy is it they're like a hangover to it like melatonin or no so 
like the re the reason the sleep drugs don't work uh yeah we we didn't go into great detail but like during deep sleep is when all your hormones are being re-regulated and that's when you're repairing everything and you're getting rid of all the waste products in your brain and you're actually you're getting uh you're rebalancing so the whole reason to go to sleep tonight because you have to re, you have to repair from today because mm-hmm. you're using up resources like being awake is kind of catabolic you're kind of using all your body's stores and so that gets replenished and repaired during deep sleep and any overtraining like obviously when you lift weights you get weaker you get stronger when you sleep when you when you're in sleep that's the lowest stress hormone you'll ever have is during deep sleep the most anabolic time and that's when your muscles actually get stronger from you overusing them that's why i like to sleep so much better. I understand. that's that's when you're that's when you're fighting off infection that's oh when my you're, kid doesn't hear this <laughs> that, that's when you're re, that's when you're repairing like anything that's gone wrong and then you're preparing you're restoring all the nutrients and rebalancing all of the you know biochemistry that you need to for tomorrow so if i could 100 percent repair and 100% prepare for tomorrow using today as a template, I wouldn't age. I'd wake up exactly the same every single day. Yeah, but how? think about how hard that is just because of life's imbalances. Right, and and that's, and again, that's ideal, and, and we can't do it. When we're young, we can do it, obviously, right? You, sl- you go to sleep when you're a kid, you sleep 10 hours, you wake up taller and smarter and faster and stronger. We, yeah, how about that? Yeah, when you get older, <laughs> it's like you're trying to you're trying to – like at least be as good as you were the day before right and you're, you're trying to catch up um and so when when the when the, when they do and then and then the REM sleep is the other part of it so you have about half you know half of your really useful sleep is deep and then REM sleep is the other uh really half uh useful half and that's when you're rehearsing everything you're emotionally categorizing things so like if you two get in a scrap over dishes in the sink or something, that should be a nothing burger, right? But if you don't sleep, if you're chronically sleep deprived and your emotions are on edge, oh, then sure, yeah. maybe that's a big deal mm-hmm. and that that's something that lingers. Um, but you also rehearse everything you hear. You rehearse everything you learn and you figure out what's important information and you attach it to other information. And now you actually know something because you can attach it to five other things you know and you can think of it from different angles. And so all of that's happening during sleep. So when you take sleep drugs and you mess with that sleep architecture, you're getting rid of REM or you're getting rid of all of that benefit of that. Or if you're getting rid of deep sleep, you're getting rid of all that. And so Amy is not even a sleep drug. It removes a piece it, of your sleep. So it's, it, it's, what is it, like a dose drug? It's, it's a dissociative. Yeah. So oh, it, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it dissociates your neocortex from your lizard brain, and your lizard brain takes like over. You shouldn't take that stuff at all. You shouldn't take that at all. No, my dad takes it. And yeah. That's why I'm so It's curious. horrible for you, Yeah, man. I would so love to get him off. If, you're chron- if, you're, if, you work, if you work shift work for a career, uh, or if you're chronically, if you're a chronic insomniac, or you take or you take sleep drugs chronically, which is just as defined as over six months, you die on average 12 years younger. Oh, my gosh. And that's because sleep is that restorative part. And so if you're chronically insomniac or if you're if you're a shift worker, you're, you're just your circadian rhythm's off. So even if you're getting eight hours of sleep, it's only the benefit of about four hours of sleep. So my supplement doesn't do any kind of tricks, right? So, uh, you know, You've probably you've heard about blue light, right? So blue light goes down; it stimulates the production of melatonin. First thing melatonin does is it stimulates the production of a neuropeptide called GABA, capital G A B A, 
And that slows down the neocortex and it makes you less responsive to your environment. And really that's all being asleep is, right? Like your eyes and ears and everything's still working, but you just aren't paying attention to it. So you're dissociated from your environment. And then your brain chemistry starts changing and your body's not, you're not using your body and all kinds of things can change. And so sleep drugs, they act like GABA, but a thousand times stronger. And so then they just completely dissociate your neurocortex. But because it's doing it in isolation, none of the other stuff happens. Yeah, so you can. don't get the benefits of sleep. And so all of my supplement is, is you know, if, you, if we lived the way we, we evolved, it would be about three hours after the sun goes down that you'd feel really tired. And that's ideal. That's then, the clock. Right. And then there's that reality. Me, 100%. Yeah. And then there's reality, right? There's like... Nobody lives without electricity anymore and nobody and people have lives and they have after school activities and dinner and whatever. So it's like there's reality, there's ideal, there's reality and in, in between you supplement. And so the idea of my supplement is I want to concentrate everything in your brain that would have concentrated if you spent three hours in the darkness before you get ready to go to bed. And it's all nutritional supplements. I mean, it's just tryptophan, 5-hydroxytryptophan, vitamin D3, magnesium, and GABA, you know. And then I put phosphatidylserine in there because it lowers stress hormones. Um, so there's no trick to it. It's just like I'm trying I'm trying to kind of push you towards what would have happened had you lived ideally. Like had you spent yeah. three hours with no no blue light in your eyes and not, not being excited and not – because you can know – like, you know, you can be – you can be sleepy and get stimulated by something and not be sleepy anymore. So you can't, you can't, oh, over, there's fuel. You, you can't sure. overcharge your yeah. brain and you, your body temperature needs to go down a little bit. But that's all, I mean, really sleep hygiene is those three things. You get rid of blue light, don't overstimulate your brain and lower your body temperature. And that's, that's no what alcohol. all sleep, that's what all sleep hygiene is. And that, an overall that, detox is go out and out in the woods you know, where there's not, nothing stimulating you too much and drink water. Right. Perfect world. Get off all that other stuff. Just, just let your body flush it. So see what works and can reactivate. It always amazes me how amazed people are after that, that, that living the way we evolved tends to make them feel better. You right. know, it's like, oh, these ice baths are amazing. It's like, yeah, we used to get cold. Uh, can you believe that's coming so, around? Like saunas, yeah. these are amazing. Yeah, we used to get really hot. Yeah, yeah fasting, this is, yeah, we used to go without food. I mean, that's how we evolved. It's like you're, you're supposed to have little stresses in your life that stretch your ability. Like if, if everything has to be perfect like this, then stepping out here kills you. You know, it's like, well, I push that a little, I push that a little, I push that a little, I push that. And like now I have like a much bigger comfort range and my body works a lot better, you mm -hmm. know. And, you know, all we, you know, like I said, my, my clients pay me a lot to work with them for a year. 80% of what I do is lifestyle. I mean, I'm really a health coach that can prescribe medications, right? Yeah. So it's like you sleep the way you evolved to sleep, you eat the way you evolved to eat, you exercise the way you evolved to exercise, and you control your stress, right? And that's, you know, whatever. It's different for different people. It can be mindfulness training. It can be spirituality. It can be community. It can be a combination of all, the, all, all three of those. Mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, I mean, it's all that stuff. And that's it. And that's like 80% of it right there. And that's what I was doing with the SEALs. I, I got them off of sleep drugs, decreased their alcohol intake. We already had a nutritionist involved. We had a, we had a strength and conditioning coach, and we were being, getting smarter about our exercise. Everything wasn't a run, swim, swim, run, run, swim, right? And then we had people coming in. I remember doing breath work and teaching people how to, like, control their stress and get people sleeping. And all that of a sudden— That was a game changer there. All of a sudden, we had all these— 35 40 year old seals that man they all of a sudden they could perform like they could 10 years ago um and so you know that that's that 
that's the that's really the key to health and longevity but we have damaged ourselves a lot and then that's why we need we need other modalities to try to you know kind of correct that like i said push everybody my like my my goal for every team guy i work with i want to be able to hand their their lab and all their studies over to a colleague and say who do you think this is and they'll say athletic 25 year old man right that that's what i want that's what i want him to look like on paper um and then they at least have that potential now whether or not they use that potential that's 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 up to them that's That's on on them yeah Yeah. at least you gave an option yeah gave them the opportunity to do it that i think that's the most important thing we can leave behind for all the guys especially the ones we served with yeah there's no tighter fraternity yeah i don't know why it just just taking a little time to put it together there's probably there's probably no smaller fraternity i mean there's only ten thousand of us ever that made it through buds how about that i mean that's that's a pretty small group of folks and and like we were talking about earlier if we could just have one centralized place where everybody knew about like this is where you're asking it was was tattooed on your wrist or something this is a latin long like every team guy knows you you don't need to like whatever the gate code's fifty three twenty six, yeah. and like you know, every yeah, everyone and, knows the gate code. And, everyone knows everyone like, else's passwords. You, you all know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you find a room, <laughs> you find a room to sleep in, and you're here, yeah. man. You like you need you want to come shoot, you want to come hang out, and like, and then you get to talking to people, and they'll open up, and they'll be willing to you know get a little help on this and that, and I like I, I just be mandatory. I, since you, yeah. as soon as your ass comes out, you're, and you're I just feel like it's first. it's such an amazing yeah. group of people that if we could just. Like we could just correct all that damage and like do all that stuff that we know how to do already. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we don't know how to do, but I mean, I I can get people 80, 90% back to where they were, you know, no matter how bad off they are. It can are. be anybody. It doesn't have to be a seal. It can be. Yeah. I mean, I can do it with anybody, but, yeah. but, but what I'm saying is like, this is, this is such an amazing community. Yeah. If we could just, yeah. if we could do this for this community and showcase that, yeah. that's, sh- I mean, that should be the health paradigm right there because health, the healthcare, I mean, they all cut their throat during COVID and all the, all the lies and BS that was spread during that. Like, you know, we, we need healthcare providers that are focused on performance and long, you know, performance and health and longevity and not treating a disease, like waiting for a number to get to a certain place and giving a medication or something. That's, that's keep not, them sick. Yeah. yeah. And, and our community, I just think about the potential of that community. If, if they were all healthy and they were all staying in contact with each other, I mean, that, that'd be one of the biggest assets. Believe, I, that'd be one of the biggest, that? that'd be one of the biggest assets this country be has. Amazing. That'd be, that'd be, be awesome. It's beneficial as the military <laughs> itself. It. All right, let's, let's do it. Right <laughs> doing it. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing yeah. this. My pleasure. Thanks for having yeah, me on. Good, brother. Yeah, I, we re- really appreciate you coming down. And for anybody out there, if you have any guest recommendations or anything of that sort, please comment in the YouTube below. We really appreciate your time, and we'll see you next week.